Happy Thanksgiving and welcome to Niners Sports Talk. I'm your host, Sam Perry, and I'll be riding solo this week with everyone away for a special holiday, but got some exciting stuff in store. Uh, we'll look back at what transpired over the past week in Charlotte sports and also look ahead. We're going to preview the annual Hornets Nest game, the San Juan shootout, and Charlotte's football's final game of the season under head coach Biff Poggi. Up first with men's basketball. They've been playing really well recently with a 62-45 to win over Utah Valley. Then they took the trip down to Florida to participate in the Jacksonville Classic. They won the first round of the Jacksonville Classic, 54-49 over George Mason. And they went on to lose an overtime in a thrilling match with UCF, losing 74-71. to On the season, forward Igor Milicic Jr. has been on an incredible tear. With his last four games, he's had a double-double in each of those matchups. And a very bright spot on the team in the Jacksonville Classic was Lukai Patterson, who last season was a big part of the team's CBI championship run, which was played in Daytona Beach, Florida. And his trip to Florida this year seems to have rediscovered his raw scoring abilities, then leading the team in both games in the Jacksonville Classic with 18 points against George Mason and 21 points against UCF. The team returns to Halton Arena on Saturday, November 25th at 6 p.m. to play Georgia State. And then on Wednesday, November 29th, they play in the historic annual Hornets Nest matchup with Davidson. Coach Fern and crew will be looking to defend the trophy, and it'll be his first season as head coach in the Hornets Nest game after being a part of multiple of those games as an assistant with the team. Tip-off for that game is set for 8 p.m. When you look at the women's basketball team, their last time out, they had a massive win over reigning Big South champs, the Gardner-Webb run-in Bulldogs, where the 49ers claimed victory 93-43. to The blowout win allowed for the team to rest some of their starters in the second half and let some of the inexperienced players get some more playing time, which should pay dividends moving forward in the team. And those dividends might come even early with the San Juan shootout on the horizon with Charlotte traveling to San Juan, Puerto Rico, and we're playing three games in the, over the course of three days, with the first game set for 10 a.m. Thanksgiving morning against Southern Illinois. And then on Saturday, November 25th, at 10 a.m., they'll take on the undefeated West Virginia Mountaineers, and on Sunday, they'll close out the San Juan shootout, facing off against George Washington. With the design of the San Juan shootout, Charlotte's depth will be really tested, and it'll be a good opportunity for the team to face some good competition over the holiday weekend really measure how the team is progressing so far this season. Next up, I have a clip of what head coach Kara Consuega had to say about the upcoming San Juan shootout after the big win over Gardner-Webb. Yeah, it's important. I mean, we're going to Puerto Rico next week. We're going to have three games in three days, uh, long travel. So obviously there's going to be a challenge, and we play in those tournaments for a reason. We want to be challenged early. And, uh, you know, having the ability to rest some people today, I think, really helped. Having the ability to play some people some more minutes so that they can continue to grow and get better. I mean, that's the bottom line for us. We want to continue to grow, get better, you know, and I'm, I'm pleased with the improvement we have made in the first two weeks of the season, but obviously a long way to go. Um, a big part of the team is building the culture, kind of like a family. And when they're going to be out of the country for their, like a holiday like Thanksgiving, how big is that? growing together and being a family as a team? Yeah, that's a great question, and that's a reason why we always find somewhere uh, different to go for Thanksgiving. One, we want to give our players that experience. Um, that's really important to me. Uh, but two, it gives them an opportunity to just be together and grow and have chemistry, 
Uh, we went to San Juan a couple years ago and I really liked the tournament because they, they put us on kind of like the downtown strip. So we give the girls opportunity to just, you know, get per diem and go out and, and find food on their own. And, you know, and that again allows them to just spend time together, continue to grow together as a team. Uh, and I think it'll be a great experience for us. And San Juan Chia should be a very fun event for the Charlotte 49ers this Thanksgiving weekend. But I'm looking at Charlotte football. This past weekend, they had a big loss falling to Rice 28-7. to Ultimately, the loss was a combination of both offensive and defensive struggles. Defensively, the team really couldn't stop the Owls' rushing attack as they ran for 240 yards on the ground. And then offensively, the team had some issues with a lot of dropped passes that really halted any offensive production they could get on the game. And ultimately, it led to the 28-7 loss. This weekend, Charlotte travels to Tampa, Florida to take on the South Florida Bulls, who are one win away from bowl eligibility. The Bulls this season bolster a very high-powered offense. There have been a lot of up-tempo games that have resulted in a lot of scoring shootouts. So it'll be interesting to see which tempo prevails in this game, with Charlotte playing more slow, methodical, offensive tempo. It'll be interesting to see if this will be a high-scoring game, or Charlotte can maintain possession and slow things down a little bit. And then looking back at that last game against Rice, Coach Poggi was asked what his rallying cry for the team is. What is the thing to motivate the team to go out and play, knowing ball eligibility is out the window for the team and suffered a big loss last time out? Coach Poggi looked the camera directly in the eye and he said, playing for personal pride, and that should be enough. So it'll be interesting to see if that phrase really lit a fire under the team for this final game under Coach Poggi's first year of the program. And I'll be traveling down to South Florida to cover the game this weekend as the 49ers will seek to ruin South Florida's bowl eligibility while on the road to finish out their 2023 season. Last week, me and Billy previewed the men's soccer NCAA tournament matchup with High Point. The team ultimately won that game 1-0 after Philip Yauk scored a first-half goal and then the defense led by Goalkeeper Leonard Strider was able to hold on to the narrow victory, one nothing. After the win, Charlotte saw their season come to an end in the second round after taking on nine-seeded Clemson, where the Tigers claimed a 3 nothing victory. Overall, it was a very successful season for the team as they claimed the American Athletic Conference Tournament Championship in just their second season in the conference. There's a lot to look forward to from the program moving forward. Yesterday, Charlotte Volleyball saw their season come to a close with a 3-1 loss to the Tulsa Golden Hurricanes. Momentum was on their side in the third set after splitting the first two sets, one each. But third set, Charlotte was up 21-16, but then there was a gruesome pinky injury to their player, Annika Thompson. And that injury really rattled the team, and Tulsa was able to capitalize on that and take home the victory. 3-1, bring it into Charlotte's season at the end of the year, 11-20 and 4-15 and and in conference. But overall for the season, Charlotte had a lot of things just not go their way this year. And the first year in the conference, there's a, they had a lot of highs and a lot of lows. But um, head coach Karen Weatherington gave her post-game thoughts on the season as a whole and what she learned about the team and this first year in the American Conference and what she looks forward to moving forward. I've enjoyed every day with this team. Um, I've enjoyed their response to uh, adversity and tragedy because they always came with the modicum of faith. Um, and I think we stood on that this season. I'm proud of our seniors who really 
all of them stepped up and found a way to lead and took someone with them. Um, and we just said we were never going to give up. And so I'm really proud of that never say die attitude. Um, and I'm just proud that, you know, we became this family that held together when things got really bad. And we've had some really bad moments this season. So I'm just glad we held together. I learned that we uh, definitely were fit and athletically and physically had the talent that we needed to compete at this level. I also um, really recognize how pin dominant the conference is. And that was one of the areas that we just were a little bit insufficient in. But um, I think we learned that, you know, it's a, it's a good solid conference all the way across the board. It's not uh, where you're going to have any easy matches at any night. So we were really proud to just learn that we have to play hard and fast every single day. There's no days off. <laughs> the things I ask the players is, you know, what they learn from the season. Uh, one of the things I want us to ask is what we unlearn. <laughs> uh, we have to un unlearn some of those moments of where we're kind of waiting for something to happen and that we're not being intentional about creating things on the offensive side. Um, I think we're going to go into our um, offseason really looking to get some of our younger players very strong and get them a lot of repetition. Uh, and then just really build in our system that has to be a lot faster. That was Coach Karen Weatherington post-game after their loss to Tulsa, the end of the volleyball regular season. Shifting back to last week when Sheehan and Sean Roach from the Charlotte Club hockey team came on to talk about their outdoor classic game with App State, which was going to be played last Friday night. The two teams put on a Big show for the Uptown crowd, playing in an overtime thriller where App State claimed a 6-5 victory. Successful night. They had over 4,200 people in attendance at Truist Field. They were able to raise over $32,000 for charity on the evening. So overall, it was a very successful event as they close out their fall season with four more spring games on the horizon in 2024. And looking way ahead to the spring sports, Charlotte baseball and softball both released their schedules for this, next, this upcoming season. And um, Charlotte softball's got some big matchups to open up the year. Going to Florida State to play in the Joanne Graff Classic, where they'll face Florida State twice as well as Texas Tech twice. Then some other big matchup, the um, Clemson Tigers come to the Sioux to play the 49ers. And they also got an invite to the Gamecock Invitational where they'll play James Madison, Hofstra, South Alabama, and South Carolina down in Columbia. Some other big matchups on the year will be Virginia Tech coming to town on March 13th. The team will travel to NC State to take on the Wolfpack on March 26th. And then on April 10th, they will travel to Duke as well. they got some big-time out-of-conference opponents they'll be facing in the state and the surrounding area. So it should make for a very good season for the team coming off of their regular season Conference USA Championship and their first season in the American Athletic Conference this year. After Charlotte baseball, they've got a very exciting season coming up with 31 home games. Only six out-of-conference games will be on the road. They open up their season at the Hayes with Virginia Tech. They'll also host West Virginia. That's all in February. And some other big out-of-conference opponents 
They'll take on Davidson in Kannapolis at Atrium Health Ballpark. They'll go up to Segra Park, the home of the Fayetteville Woodpeckers, to take on the Campbell Camels on April 2nd. They will go to Clemson to take on the Tigers on April 16th. A rematch from the regionals where Charlotte eliminated Clemson, who was number three ranked in the nation at the time. Charlotte will also travel to Chapel Hill to take on North Carolina Tar Heels on April 30th. And they'll face off against Clemson a second time, but this time in Truist Field, the home of the Charlotte Knights in Uptown on May 7th. They have a lot of good out-of-conference opponents looking to really boost their RPI when it comes for playoff time, but don't want to get too much into their schedule announcement yet because next week head baseball coach Robert Wood will be on the podcast to talk about fall baseball and the upcoming schedule. So a lot of exciting stuff planned for next week. Should be an exciting season for the reigning Conference USA tournament champions who pulled off the unthinkable last year when they lost the first game of the tournament and went on to win the rest of it to clinch a ticket to the NCAA regionals as they too will be playing in their first year in the American Athletic Conference, which features a bunch of high-caliber baseball teams. So it should make for a very good season for Coach Robert Woodard coming off of a big contract extension he signed in the offseason. Switching gears from Charlotte Athletics to professional side of sports, Charlotte Hornets have been off to a little bit of a rough start in the year, but they are 2-4 and four in their last six games played, including a massive win over the Boston Celtics this past Monday night where they beat the team in overtime by three. LaMelo Ball has been playing outstanding for the Charlotte Hornets. The last three games, he's got over 30 points, scoring 37, 34, and 36. And he's been lights out for the team. And I think that win over Boston shows how good the team can be. They've had a lot of injuries on the year so far, but players are starting to come back. They're looking to be more at full strength. So it'll be interesting to see how they do moving forward, if they can get back to full strength, because they just took down one of the top teams in the East. Moving to the Carolina Panthers this past weekend, they lost to the Cowboys at home 33-10. to But in the third quarter, you saw some signs of life from the Panthers. They put together a 17-play drive going 70 yards and taking up nine minutes to give them a touchdown to cut Dallas's lead down to 17-10. to That was the best the offense for the Panthers has looked this year. But sadly, in the fourth quarter, they just couldn't get it done, giving up a touchdown to the Cowboys' offense and then a 30-yard pick six from Bryce Young. So the turnover issues for Bryce Young are still there. Coming up, the Carolina Panthers play the Tennessee Titans on Sunday, November 26th at 1 p.m. That's a winnable game for the Panthers. be interesting to see two rookie quarterbacks facing off with Bryce Young and Will Levis. But with their loss to the Cowboys, they clinched their sixth straight losing season. The franchise seems to not really know what it wants to do moving forward. Well, that is all I've got for you guys. Thank you for listening. I look forward to next week's episode where head coach Robert Woodard will join the podcast to talk about fall baseball and the schedule release. And we'll also do some postseason superlatives for Charlotte football and men's and women's soccer as well as volleyball. That should be fun next week. And hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving and a 
great Thanksgiving weekend. Look forward to being with you next week.